Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It's episode 348, November 15th, 2022, and I'm joined once again by Kyle Klingman up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. You tried. You tried to come up with something different. I got nothing. And it just wasn't clicking. I'll tell you what, I'm buzzing from the Tiger Style invite, and I hope that's why you had our guest on today. But as we had chance of We Want Bader, I knew where I stood. (laughs) Stop. At the Tiger Style Invite, of course, you went to Missouri, but the chants of We Want Bader were resonating through the arena. And Bernie Truex, our guest today, can verify that that's true. <laughs> don't, don't do it, Bernie. Don't do it. Hey, man. Uh, j- welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Um, how, did, how did you feel about the weekend overall? You know, obviously, it feels good to get the wins, but how did you feel about your performance? Um, I was excited, like I was excited to compete. So it was like our second competition of the year. So I had a lot of fun competing and then just being with my teammates was also a good time. So yeah, it was, it was a great experience overall for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice way. I'm sure to kick off the season. Um, and I, and I want to talk about, you know, college and everything, but I want to, I want to kind of get back and understand your backstory and, and how you got into the sport. And I say you're from Oceanside, California. Is that right? Correct. Correct. So, and I looked that up. That's like I figured it was like right on the ocean. So you grew up right next to the ocean. Um, yeah. What was what was life like growing up? Did you did you surf? Did you hang out at the beach? Did you? Yeah. So a lot of beach. I mean, beach and sports is really like what I did for fun. I'd go to the beach, go to the desert a little bit too, dirt bike riding, and so or boating. But yeah, it was a lot of sports, football, wrestling little bit of judo and then yeah going to the beach with my friends like i mean sometimes like after high school or like right after school oops sorry sorry right after school we would go like just straight to the beach and then head over to practice or just have fun doing doing that stuff so yeah (laughs) could you uh walk or ride your bike to the beach uh no i wasn't that close like i wasn't right on the beach oceanside's pretty big but i was like yeah five, 10 minutes away. So yeah, not, not far at all. Yeah. Pretty awesome, man. Um, and the weather I'm sure is nice all the time. What, uh, Amazing. How, how did you get introduced to wrestling? How old were you? Was it a friend or a brother or, uh, did you just stumble upon it in a different way? So my dad, he's, uh, from PA. So he grew up wrestling and sure. he wrestled in high school, tore his knee. And basically that was the end of his career. And, so one time we were like in a blockbuster when I was a little kid and some guy was wearing a wrestling t-shirt. So my dad starts talking to the guy, sees like there's a club nearby. I'm probably three years old at this point. Um, starts talking to him, sees that there's a club nearby. And so takes me to practice at the age of four years old. And yeah, that's basically how it started. Like I started going to practice like around four years old. And then, I mean, I was wrestling my dad when I was like two or three. I mean, him see so get home from work and we'd start scrapping, but yeah. Around four years old, I was like actually going to practice and stuff. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's an early start. Um, what did you like about it? You know, you you said even before you actually did it, you wrestled with your dad a lot. Once you got onto the mm-hmm. mat and into a, into a practice room, you know, what was it about wrestling that you liked? Oh man. So actually, for a little while, I was like. I was scared. I was so scared of wrestling. Like I would go to practice and I would sit with all the parents and all the kids would sit on the wall because I was like too scared to go on the wrestling mat. So for a while, like I wouldn't even touch the mat, but eventually like my dad would make me sit on the wall. I wouldn't even practice. I would just go sit on the wall with the kids and then go back with the parents because I was so scared. And then eventually, like once I started getting more comfortable, like it was just fun, like hanging out with the kids and scrapping. Like that's, that's really like what kept me in. It was like, I met a lot of my really good friends from wrestling and so it was just fun hanging out with them. And that, that's what originally started. And then like high school is like when I really started loving it, like competing and, and just working hard. Like that was, that's when it got really fun for me. It's like just the competition and, and like pushing myself to see like what I can do. That sure. That's why it was like really fun. What were you scared of when you were three or four? Are you just the smallest one and it's for physical and, yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what it was. I was just like I did not want to go sit on the wall with other kids. I wanted to I was just like really yeah, like a, I don't know exactly what I was afraid of. I was four years old at the time, so who knows what I was afraid of. But yeah, it took me some time to get, get adjusted to, to wrestling practice. Yeah. And you said you know, high school is when you maybe really found a passion or really you really fell in love yeah. with it. Was is there a moment or a tournament or an instance that, that can kind of pinpoint or is it was like a progression and just at, by this point you were just into it. So I remember my freshman year of college was like, or freshman year of high school. I mean, like that's when it started getting excited because all the friends that I grew up with um, were like a year older than me. So they were already at high school and I, like my eighth grade year, like I was not having a lot of fun wrestling because I just, all my friends were gone. And so when they went to high school, we all went to the same high school. And so when I got, got there my freshman year, I was back with all my friends. And so like, that's when I really started loving it again and, and competing. And, but my sophomore year of high school was like really when everything clicked, I had thrown out my arm playing football. I got surgery. So I, I'd grown up playing pop water football and, and going half, half of the year wrestling, half the year football. And then once I threw my arm out, um, I remember making the decision of like, I'm sick and tired of being like mediocre at wrestling. And I like either wanted to be the worst, like the worst wrestler of all time or the best of all time. And I remember making that decision, like I'm done just like being so close to being like a state place or, or this or that. And, I, and then that's when I like made the decision, like we're committing all into wrestling. And, and then that's when it really got fun. Like I started developing and, and really seeing like, okay, we, we can do something in this sport. That's great. So you played what two years of high school football? Yeah, two years. My yeah, my sophomore year is like I threw my arm out. You, and you like when you say you threw your arm out, but by the end of the year it was messed up or you got like, hurt in a um, game. I mean, were you quarterback? I'm guessing. I, I got like surgery and I was out like midway through this, like a little bit midway through the season. I think it was. I threw my arm out. Like there was something wrong with my arm, and I just like because I was playing quarterback on JV at that point and. I just remember, like, my arm was hurting at practice, and then one time we are at this game, threw, like, two passes, and then on the third pass, threw the ball, and my arm just popped. I couldn't grab anything, and then I ended up getting surgery on it, and, yeah, that was the end of my football career right there. But it worked Dang. out, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> was it like in that moment when you were like, I'm done with this? Or was it like after the surgery um, when you when you just made that decision? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on wrestling. There was definitely some like talking because my dad still wanted me to play football. And I was like, look it. Like we gotta, we gotta make a decision. I want to go wrestle in Division One or, or go Division One, and there has to be a, like a decision needs to be made. And so I think like after surgery and, and like kind of talking to my dad, I, I told him like I'm I'm done playing football, and he's like, all right, like I wish you were still playing football, but okay, like that's your choice. So then, yeah, it was like after surgery, it's like we made that decision. Yeah, and then you 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 know you're you you're full time on re- into wrestling. How much did your results improve? Um, once you stopped playing football, it was huge. Cause instead of wrestling for only like half the time, now I'm getting double the time. And like I'm wrestling and instead of playing football during the summer, I'm wrestling with my buddies. And then right into fall, I'm, I'm still wrestling. And so I was like really starting to see my skills develop. And I think like, I mean, you just, the more time you put in and you're going to get more out of it. And so it was really like, and then once I started seeing the results too, and like seeing that I'm getting better, like that was just only getting me more excited. And so it's just like, yeah, the process just picked up and I really, really started loving it then. That's great. Did you train, um, did you have a, a club? Was it just a bunch of guys getting together training? Did a coach put you guys through a workout? Uh, so it, it was a, like a club and then our high school coaches too. So like from, my club was like, it's called no mercy wrestling. And so I was with, I've been with the same kids, like all the way through high school. And so it was like, the club was basically like my wrestling club was at the high school. And so we, it was like the feeder program. And basically, yeah, like during the summer I was wrestling with that club, but it was also like all the high school kids that I grew up with too. So it was like all, it was basically just, yeah, everyone together from the age of little kids all the way through. Right. So you, you quit playing football, you're wrestling full time, you're, you're, you're doing better. Um, and and you, you, part of the reason you quit because you wanted to wrestle in college. So when did the, the process of, or how did you go about um, trying to figure out where, where to go to college and wrestle? Where to go to college? I mean, there's, that wasn't really a thought process. I, in my mind, I was like, I'm not where I need to be at to go wrestle Division One because, I mean, my first year of high school, I didn't make the lineup. I, I lost an overtime match to one of my good buddies for the spot, basically. And he went on to, like, our section and Masters and State. And I didn't get to do that. So my first year, I didn't make the lineup. My second year, I went on to at State. And so there's, like, it wasn't really in my mind. I was like, we just need to get better. Like, we have to get better, and we have to do some big things next year in order to have colleges start looking at me. And so there wasn't really a specific school that stood out to where I was like, oh, this is where I want to go. It was just like we need to get better at wrestling, and hopefully some opportunities open up. Sure. And what you placed second and third your junior and senior year is that right? Yes, that's correct. Having gone zero and two as a sophomore, mm-hmm. you know, at what point did you believe you could be in the state finals or win it? You know, probably not the next day. Maybe I don't know by the no. end of the summer or by you know sections and masters and all that or or was it a surprise you know run at the tournament? So it was a little bit of a surprise at the at the tournament. Like I remember, like I always like had competition anxiety pretty bad. So I feel like it, I was definitely extremely nervous. I didn't know if I was capable. I didn't think I was going to make it to the state finals that year. I thought I was capable of placing our state. Like that was the goal that year, is just to place top eight. And ended up just having a pretty good tournament. I 
I broke this kid's neck in the quarterfinals. And so, yeah, I hit a pass by and then Matt returned him and he went to hit like a Granby and broke his neck. So then that sent me to the semifinals and I wasn't like, I wasn't sure if I, like, I didn't go out with the mindset where I was like, I'm going to beat this kid. I'm going to go to state finals. It was kind of like midway through the match. Uh, I was one, it was one Oh, I had just written him out in the second period or zero zero. I had written him out in the second period. I remember going to the third period, like, like in the middle of the match, I remember being like, wow, like I could actually win this match and go to the, <laughs> go to the finals. Like it was in the middle of the match that I realized I could happen. And so, yeah, then, then I made it to the finals and I got beat up pretty bad in the finals, but yeah. Okay. So in your senior year, you finished third, but did you have a better season? Did you have like more confidence all season long and just? Yeah. So it seemed like my junior year, a lot of people thought it was a fluke that I uh, placed that state. And so I was, I was mad about that. I remember going to weigh-ins like my junior year on day two of the state tournament and people were like laughing and thinking like I'm a fluke. And so that like really fired me up going in that next season. And I wanted to like prove that it was not a fluke and I'm going to place again. And so, like, that next year, it was, like, I put a lot of work in and with my coaches and teammates. And so, like, I, I believe I could win a state title. Um, do you know how my semifinal match ended or no? No. Okay, so, yeah. I wrestled Peyton O'Mania in the semifinals. Um, second period, he picks bottom. I ride him out the entire period. It was 0-0 going into it. Ride him out. So, now we're in the third period. Get Like, we're basically wrestling the entire period. There's nine seconds left. In the third, I'm up 1-0. I get away. Uh, he pushes me out of bounds. There's four seconds left. They hit me with a stall call. Four seconds left in the third period. I'm up 1-0. He, like, fakes, hits a duck on me, and takes me down right as time expires, and I lose 2-1. to oh. one. And he goes to state finals and wins it, and I lose. So, yeah, it was a heartbreaking loss. But, yeah, I, I believed I – like, I thought I could win the state tournament that year, but – yeah, that was a heartbreaking loss for sure. Definitely learned a lot of lessons from that one. Sure. Throughout that year, you know, people were laughing at your weigh-ins on day two and mm -hmm. probably on the internet saying it was a fluke or whatever. Was there, was there any moments during that, that next year or was it maybe taking third or anything before that where it was like, all right, these, I, hit, I beat this guy or there, I won this tournament or, I, okay, I'm, I am doing, I'm silencing the critics. Yeah, so it was like, I, I mean, we were at some tougher tournaments like, battle for the belt and so i was like i was getting good competition i was beating these these good guys and i had taken some losses during the year too um but i yeah i was like i i could see improvements i knew i was getting better and like i was believing in myself like i had a few few wins over some really good kids and so it was kind of just showing me like yeah like we're right there like this is definitely a possibility that i could win a state title this year sure so at this point um have any schools started reaching out or have you reached out to any schools? So I reached out to Oregon state. Um, I was going to reach out to too many schools, but like I remember Bakersfield reached out to me. Cal Poly reached out to me. This was like during my junior year. Um, Oregon state basically told me no. Um, I had, I talked to my friend Mateo almost and he, uh, he was like, he, he's like, I can talk to the coaches for you talk to the coaches the coaches were like no his offense isn't there and so then then I was like uh Bakersfield reached out I was like I don't really want to go to Bakersfield and then Cal Poly reached out and I took a I took an unofficial visit there and I was like I do not want to I do not want to go here 
Um, but yeah, it ended up working out. And then I also went to Pitt. Pitt. I really wanted to go to Pitt and wrestle over there. Like I took a, a, a visit out there and I had a really good time. And they didn't offer me any money. So I was like, all right, Cal Poly is like, the, it's between Cal Poly and Pitt. And Pitt, like, I'm paying a lot of money to go to school. Whereas, like, Cal Poly, like, I got a scholarship. So that would be really cool. And yeah, Pitt offered me no money. So, like, that was kind of like, all right, Cal Poly it is at that point. So, yeah. Why why Pitt? I've seen so many, you know, at least the other ones, they're all West Coast. I see that they're kind of close. Uh, and then it's like, there's a there's 100 schools out that way. Why did you want to go? Check. I'm just curious, right? Nothing wrong with Pitt. It's just like, in, in this uh-huh. instance, it's an outlier. So my dad's from PA. And so, like, I don't know. He basically, my dad was, like, talking to coaches and set up, a, set up a visit out there. And just on the visit, like, I had a really good time with the guys. Like, the team seemed really cool, had a lot of fun. And I was like, man, like, this, this would be awesome to go here and wrestle over here. And so, yeah. yeah. And then it just didn't work out. <laughs> I remember, like at the end of the trip, they're like, "Yeah, we're we're out of money." And I was like, "Wow, okay, all right." <laughs> so I was not I was not happy about that, but humbling experience for sure. Okay, um, well, I, you couldn't. There's not much a better spot location wise than Cal Poly. It's like freaking right, paradise right. up there. Um, so you know, coming out of out of, out of you, you, I see this trend with you. It's like get better fast, right? And I think the same thing kind of happened, and it's happening in college. That happened in your mm-hmm. high school career. You have you always recognized that? Like, what kind of expectations did you have for yourself coming into college? You know, career wise. Um. So, like, one thing that definitely, like, I remember being on my visit at Cal Poly, and coach was like, "If you all American, you get a full ride." And so I was like, "Boom." I'm like, can you? My dad was like, can you repeat that one more time? And he's like, if you all American, we'll put you on a full ride. And so, that's like, like that. That also helped too. It's like, okay, you all American, you you get a full ride. And so that really stood out. And even before that, though, like I, I'm very competitive person. Per, like really competitive. I don't like losing. And so, um, just coming in the room, I, I was getting beat up, and I was not enjoying that. I was pretty pretty hated about that. So. Like, it just in the room, I was, like, just trying to find ways to grow. So, I would stop getting beat up at practice all the time. And so, like, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to get better. And, and, like, I think creating a lot of ways to improve fast. So, it's, like, anytime something goes wrong for me at practice, like, if I get taken down or if I give up escape, it's always, like, okay, now why did that happen? And kind of break it down. And then I think that's, like, what has, like, led to a lot of growth is just, like, my mental process of, like, how, how to improve is, like, when anything goes wrong or, yeah, like, anything goes wrong. Like, in practice, I give up a takedown or or whatever it may be. Like, there's always, like, okay, I ask myself, why did this happen? And then break it down and then make sure it doesn't happen again, really. When are you asking that question? When are you having that conversation with yourself? Is it, it like... It will be right, th- like, right there. Like, if I, it happens... If, I mean, if it's starting a live go, it'll be like at the end of the go where I'm like, I'm starting to like think and trying to process it. Like, okay, now why, why did that happen? But if, if we're like just sparring or, or whatever the case may be, I'll stop right there and think it through. Okay, like, what did you do there? And then I start like trying to ask myself, okay, why did this happen? What do I need to do better the next time? And I'll just say, hey, let's go again. Can you do the same exact thing? It, it could even be during a drill too. Like I, I try and shoot a shot, didn't feel right. Okay, why did that not feel right? And then we'll just repeat it again, get right back in there, try something different until it feels 
basically perfect is, is what I try and get it to, to feel like. Yeah. Were you that way in, in, in high school? Uh, yeah. High school, I was like a perfectionist. So like it had, it was like, I was just trying to make it right. And that wasn't until like I, I had committed like sophomore, like sophomore year. Where I was like, okay, like, we're doing this for real. But yeah, I was just like always trying to do it right. Like and technique was huge to me. So like just trying to perfect it. And I don't think I had like a, that full system developed where I was like asking myself why, but yeah, I was like, I always wanted to know like the little details to make sure I was doing things right. But I didn't have that full process of, okay, like now why, why did that happen? But it was like, uh, that's where I like slowly developed it in high school. And that's how I started making that growth towards like my junior year. That's cool. So you were talking about all this thought and growth on the mat and stop. Mm -hmm. Let me play in this, in this situation. Do you think about technique and like the positions and the, the things you're describing here, do you do you think about them outside, off the mat, at home, or, or where I'm in the car in class? Hopefully not. Um, not as much as I used to. I used to like obsess over wrestling, where I'd watch. Like, what helped me really develop my skills is like I would watch four or five hours of of flow wrestling a day, just trying to get better and learn technique. Whereas like now, I don't I don't spend nowhere near as like much time. Whereas like. Now, if if I'm a, when I'm a wrestling, like I'm focused on wrestling, but outside of the mat, I think about it a little bit. Like there's be sometimes where I'll just throw on some YouTube and and watch some wrestling and try and like learn. Um, but yeah, it's it's I'm not watching four or five hours a day, and and then also too is like I like to watch film on opponents or or just or film on myself to figure out like what I need to do to get better. And so, yeah, like that would be basically the only time that I'm I'm watching wrestling or thinking about technique is usually like bef right before practice, like an hour before practice. But when I'm off that mat, I try not to spend too much time like obsessing about wrestling technique and stuff. Sure. Um, kind of going through your 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 college career so far. I mean, I, I said it, I alluded to it. Right? It looks similar to your high school career. Um, and it looked like you made a jump in your. I guess it was a third year, fourth year. Yeah. But after third the year. pandemic, right? In 2021, yeah. 22, you placed again. How, you know, everybody has some story of how they spent the pandemic and how did you spend yours? And was part of that the reason for the jump? I don't know. Obsessing over wrestling um, or getting really into it or, or, or why do you think you made that jump? Two questions, I guess. So after like during COVID, it was like, I was at 165 pounds there. Um, I'd put a lot of pressure on myself to like uh, on wrestling and like doing well. So that season was really stressful. I wanted nothing to do with wrestling. Like when they canceled nationals, I was pretty happy that I was like, they canceled it. I was like, thank God. Like I was over wrestling at that point. I was like really down bad about it. And then we get sent home for that break. So I just took, like I did not wrestle for months. Like I took four months and I was just lifting, like lifting a lot then really lifting. And then, eventually like i was like oh like i'm starting to miss wrestling again i'm getting that feeling of like getting the itch to want to wrestle and so i got to spend a lot of my time wrestling like just with some of my like my old teammates from high school and then what really helped me develop is i got to spend some time with azavito and evan over up in yorba linda like practicing and that really really helped me because i mean the first time i wrestled evan he probably put up 30 takedowns on me and I got one, the first, the very first takedown. And then he put up 30 takedowns. And, and I think like that, 
eventually like we started competing and and he was like pushing me a lot but he beat me up pretty bad those those first few months and so I think that helped me develop my skills and then also like just a perspective change of like um wrestling like I used to think wrestling was like the most important thing in the entire world and so once and I was like extremely obsessive about wrestling and I spent a lot of time thinking about it and then eventually like my mindset switched over to like wrestling is important but it's not the most important thing on this world and so once I was able to calm down and like relax about the wrestling part allowed me to be more free when I went out and competed and so I think that was like a huge thing was like first off wrestling with Evan and then a, a mindset shift of wrestling is not the most important thing on this world and so th those two things is like really what helped me made a lot of jumps how do you make that mindset shift? Is that a conscious thing or is it, again, is it, is there a moment or is it more of like a gradual, a gradual thing? Um, it was, it was kind of like a gradual thing because I was like, I used like wrestling really like helped me. Like I, like I just remember making a decision. It was like all wrestling, all wrestling, all wrestling, all wrestling. And it helped me get to where I was at. But then at some point it was like, like, preventing me from wrestling to the best of my ability because I was just so obsessive about it and couldn't stop thinking about it like trying to do everything like perfect and it was just like so much so much stress I was putting on myself to to win and so it, it just got too much and I started realizing like it started like holding me back from like like really like living like creating like healthy relationships and, and doing the things I want to do outside of wrestling it was like yeah. only wrestling and and it was just way too much and so I started to realize like there's a lot more to life than, than wrestling. And like, yeah, like my parents, like one thing that like I remember stood out and like helped me compete through was like my parents and friends are still going to love me whether I do good in wrestling or not. And once I like, I learned that and it was like, that's what allowed me to compete freely. Was, Cause I used to think like wrestling, it was do or die. I have to win. And when I was winning, it was fun. But when I was losing, it was the end of the world. Did you that's thank you for all that. <laughs> that, was, that was really good stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot. No, it's great. It's it's really great. Um, and and the fact that you were so burnt out that you know I've talked to I don't know a hundred or more people, kind of asked them about their couple hundred maybe about their COVID experience, and you're the first one who said I was happy to cancel nationals. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm hmm. I I needed the break from wrestling, and it was literally the best thing that has like yeah, best thing that happened. Perfect timing. Wow, yeah. Um. So did you now? Did you did you have that confidence going into your junior year? Because I know you were seated twelfth, yes. but it was a shortened year, so this it was weird. You didn't, you didn't wrestle all the guys you'd normally wrestle. Um. Yeah. Where yeah. was you? So a lot of my confidence came from wrestling with Evan and Azevedo, like those. They helped me out so, so much because, I mean, at first, like, Evan, I'm telling you, would beat me up. Like, it was embarrassing. Like, I remember we were at, like, Dan Henderson's gym in Temecula, and it was the first time I wrestled Evan, and he he beat me up in front of, like, Coach Sharitas, too. Just beat the brakes off me. I got one takedown, and he just proceeded to beat me up the rest of the time. And then eventually, like, we started wrestling more and more, and slowly I started closing that gap a little bit. I mean, he was still putting on me those first – first month and a half, two months. And then eventually, like, eventually, like, I started being able to compete with him and get more takedowns and not get beat up as bad. And and it just started, like, getting closer and closer and to where we were, like, started going back and forth. And I think, like, 
talking to Evan too and his perspective on wrestling has like really helped me develop my skills. And so like I, I was like realizing like I can compete with Evan who's a three time all American, two time or yeah, I think he was a three time all American at that point. And so I was like, I wait, I can wrestle with the best. Like why why do I think I, I shouldn't be an all American or, or whatever it may be? And so that's where like it helped build my confidence. Like I could wrestle with anyone in the country. And and I'm forever thankful for Azevedo and 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 Evan during that time because they they really helped me develop my skills during during that COVID period. Yeah, from the from the first time you wrestled Evan, you got first take. You got the next thirty till yeah. You're going back and forth with him on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. How long was that? Um. Oh man, I don't even know the exact time period, but well, it took generally it like took month, quite like some time three. to get to. It yeah. took quite some time to to start competing with him because it was like, okay, now not thirty takedowns, twenty five takedowns. He was getting on me, and I was yeah, still yeah. get like I was always trying to get the first one because I knew I like I gotta get this first one or I'm gonna get real tired because he used to just beat me up in the hand fight and I was not used to that pace at all. Yeah. So he would just beat me up really bad and then, yeah, like I started getting used to the the hand fighting, learned to like relax during that during like extreme hand fighting and so. Yeah, it, it took probably a few few months, four, five, five months to where I was at the point where like I could I could compete with him and like push him and he would push me and and we'd both start pushing each other to get better. But yeah. that that took a lot of time. Um, so you made made, made all these jumps over the years, right? Um, with the ability and mindset and and finishes, but like your your size is like getting bigger. You started one forty nine in college. Yes. Did you ever think you'd be wrestling 197? No, no. I remember someone was telling me, like, oh, by the end of your career, you're going to be wrestling one, 184. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to be that big. And, yeah, yeah. Was, I think from uh, when I was, like, 149s, like, I was still growing then. Like, all the way to 65s, I was, like, still growing. Even 74, too. Um, but, like. Actually, like, 65, that's when we got the break, and I got to start lifting. Like, I had hated lifting beforehand, like, hated hated being in the weight room. And then uh, once we got that break, I started getting to lift weights, and so I was just lifting weights and eating. And then that's, like, where I started really growing. And then I just started loving lifting weights after that. So it's like, all right, let's just keep lifting and keep eating and see what, what happens. But, yeah, my first year was at 49s. That's a little bit of a cut to make that. And then halfway through the season – um after christmas break they're like all right we need you at 57 so i went home for a break and i ate so much food so much food i remember we came back we came back because i got up to like 170 something yeah. and 175 i was like i remember doing a cartwheel at the first practice like first practice back and i was like oh that didn't feel right because i was just so heavy and not used to all the weight i put on and they're like, you, we got to get you down a little bit. Like you're, you're like, you ate way too much. And too so, big. yeah, I, I got up to 50, like 75 or whatever. And I had wrestled 57 the end of the rest of that season. And then we made the decision like, Hey, keep growing and see what happens. And yeah. And that's, then I went 65 the following year. Like when, so when do you make these decisions that I'm going up? Cause that like, is it the same time every year you're like, all right, next year I'm going up? Or is it halfway through the summer you're like, I'm just getting bigger? Um, So for 49.57, like, th- that decision was already made about, like, 
quarter way through the season that I was going to move up at the end of the year. 65, um, I think it, I think that might have been like, okay, you wrestled 57, let's move up again. And I, that was after, like, literally probably right after season, like, let's move up. Um, COVID year, I think it was just like I started eating and lifting, and it's like, okay, you're a 74-pounder, like, let's, let's move up. And then after that year, I remember just being like, I like moving up weight classes. I don't like cutting weight. Like, just cutting weight stuff is done with. So I just kept kept moving up. And like another thing too is like I really like wrestling new competition. Like that's what makes it fun for me. Wrestling the same people like over and over gets it's just monotonous. It's boring. And so like if I just keep moving up weight, new weight classes, I get to wrestle new people. And so once I realize that like I don't have to cut weight, I get to keep lifting heavy weights and eat as much as I want. It's kind of like, all right, we just move up a weight after every season. I don't know if I can move up to heavyweight, though. Never say never. <laughs> um, you know I was teammates with John Cerritos? Do you ever wrestle with Coach Cerritos? I did not know that. Yep. That's awesome. You guys wrestle? Do you ever wrestle with him? Do you still wrestle? Uh, no. So his his rule is like 49 and below, 41 below. <laughs> you, don't, you don't wrestle the bigger guys anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right, good for him. He's getting up there. Um, sweet man. So, so you know, he- heading into your senior year, or, or fourth year, fourth twenty twenty two, the one we just had, compared to this yeah. year, like confidence wise, where are you at? Um, I'm I'm starting to believe that I belong with the best guys. Like, there's a little bit of confidence going into like my junior year when I placed fourth at one seventy four. I was like, okay, like I I believe then that I was there, but I didn't think I was a contender like for a national championship. And so last year was kind of like, I can wrestle with the best guys. I just got to go out there and do what I usually do and I'll be okay. Um, Plus there's, yeah, I think, I think there's just like a better belief in myself, more confidence that I can compete with the best in the best in the world, best in the country. And yeah. So yeah, that that was kind of like my mindset going into that tournament. It was like, just just go out there and compete, have fun, and, and hopefully we can win a national title. Didn't work out. Lost in the semis against Miles Amin. Got taken down in overtime, um, which is unfortunate. But, yeah. You seem to have some some of your best results at nationals or at state in the past. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you approach it mentally? Uh, are you nervous? Do you... Are you excited? Is it, do you, I don't know. I'll let you answer. I get ex- I get excited. I've always like I don't know what it was, but I remember going to state and I always liked wrestling in the arenas. Like I just I like I like wrestling in big arenas. So like it, it gets me excited to compete. I mean, there's always nerves too. So I'm always a little nervous, but like I'm excited for the big competition. Like that's when I wrestle my best is when I'm wrestling against the best guys. So. Like going to nationals and and getting an opportunity to compete against the best guys, like that's it's fun. There's definitely a lot of nerves, and I've definitely put on put a little bit of like too much pressure on myself in the past. Um, but yeah, it's just it's fun going out there and competing against the best guys. Like that, that's what's really cool. It's just going out there and seeing what I'm capable of doing. What's the biggest difference up at 197? Biggest difference? I mean the. The guys, they move, they do move a little bit slower. So that's nice. <laughs> they move a little bit slower. It's no disrespect, but yeah, they don't move as fast as the 49, 57 pounders. That's for sure. 
Yeah. Do you feel like big enough? Like, what what do you weigh over the oh, summer? Yeah. Are you? So I was anything? I was about like one one ninety nine. I mean, I I still don't cut any weight. Um, right. my weight's down a little bit for sure. But yeah, I mean, the strength is it to me. The strongest guy I've ever wrestled is Adam Kemp, who's an 84-pounder. Uh-huh. And so no one feels as strong as that guy. And so that, I mean, for me, it's like if I can get used to wrestling him, I can get used to wrestling anyone. So, sure. yeah, the strength doesn't really like, – I don't really feel it. I don't feel a difference when I'm out there at all. When did you cut the most weight? And how much did you like the sport at that time? In, in college or high school? In your life. High school, I was like 130 my sophomore year. And I would cut down to one one fifteen, one thirteen, and that was miserable. That was yeah, not fun, not fun at all. And I just I was I was not cutting weight right either. I'd get down to one fifteen. Weekend would come, tournaments over, eat as much food as I possibly could, yeah. get back up to one thirty, and do it again. And it was like not not intelligent whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So that was the, that was the most you cut more then than any time in college. Yeah, that that's it. Cutting down to forty nines was a pain too. I remember like that was a little bit of struggle, but fifty sevens wasn't much. Sixty fives was like four pounds. Seventy four, like I'm underweight at nationals, like a pound or two. At <laughs> eating breakfast, same thing with eighty fours. I was under like two pounds, and eating breakfast before weigh-ins, drinking whatever I want to, and then still stepping on the scale, a pound and a half underweight, two pounds underweight. So. Yeah, I don't cut weight. It's just miserable. It takes the fun out of wrestling. Man, you nailed it, and good for you for doing that. Um, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> it's like it totally changes probably your perspective on the sport. I remember, I, I the year I redshirted, me and a buddy who wrestled one ninety seven went to a tournament, and he's like, "I think I'm gonna wrestle heavyweight," and he won, and he went, and he won the tournament. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna stay." And I was like, oh, my God, this just changes everything. So, um, yeah, good for you. Um, Okay, we're we're kind of winding down, winding down here towards the end of the show. But we've got a couple games we want to play with you. Um, The first one's called Wins and Whoopins. So if you can think of your entire career, from the first match you wrestled to to the most recent, one, one win and one loss that stick out, and the win can be your best or when you wrestled the best or when you beat somebody you used to lose to or uh-huh. any, anything that for whatever reason is significant to you and then like on a, a, a loss where you like just got your ass kicked bad oh my gosh um i've had a lot of those losses my first few years of college um and in high school too when i would say wrestling parker kaichinson i think that's how you pronounce his last name for win um that match was just fun like that's a good scrap and, like, I love matches like that. Um, the dude was just there competing to his hardest, and he was pushing me to compete to my best ability. And so I really – I love that match. That was a fun match. And so, yeah, I, I think that was, like, one of my favorite matches of, of college so far is just competing hard. Like, we both wanted it. We were both getting after it, and I think that was that was really cool. And oh, then yeah. worst loss, uh, I've gotten beat up a lot in my first few years of college. But I think – even wrestling Evan. I remember wrestling Evan at Midlands, um, 165 pounds. He just beat the brakes off me. He pinned me in, like, took me down, turned me multiple times, and then pinned me in a roll-through tilt. Like, he beat me up bad, and that, that was pretty embarrassing. 
<laughs> getting pinned in a roll through till you can't let that happen. But yeah. that, that's what happened. He he beat me up real good. And kudos to you for, for, for even saying that. <laughs> pinned in a roll through. Till. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, good good stories there on, on the win and the loss. Um, and now we got Kyle Klingman over here. Um, well, game's gonna try to try to stump you here. Bernie, I met you at Tiger Style Inva. I don't know if you know that Mark was part of the inaugural Tiger Style. He's what built that program, or part of it. Okay, on yeah, with the game. Did not, did not know. <laughs> well, you, but seriously, Mark, you were one of the first wrestlers with Brian Smith, weren't you? I was, yeah, so. I was there his first year. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So it's our game called Sweat It Out. I have five questions. I hope they'll make you sweat. You ready to play? Uh-huh. Yes. Question number one, who is the only wrestler to win four NCAA titles at four different weights? How oh, they Come on. Well, you got to warm into it. We'll see if he gets more <laughs> here. Is, yeah. Although last time right. when you did that, you really turned it up and you gave some crazy ones. So. Okay. Number two, what movie is about two idiots who pretend their employer is really alive? I knew you were going to really say alive. this. I knew you were going to do this one. Well, of course. Is there any... Was there any question? No, no. I, I don't know the answer to that one. It's a, what, 90s? It's a 90s movie? Eight, 1989. It's called Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a Weekend at Bernie's too, so in case you want to watch that one as well. No. <laughs> Number three, what Cal Poly alumnus is known for his hit songs, Eat It, Yoda, and Like a Surgeon? I, I have no clue. No Ooh. clue whatsoever. You got me with like a surgeon. Parody King. Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. Interesting. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> he doesn't know Weird Al, man. We're, we're doing ourselves This here. dude had, uh, he would write entire albums with parody, like, like, like a virgin from Madonna. Uh-huh. He wrote like a surgeon. Right. He has a whole song. And then he has a bunch of songs that do that to other songs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, you are Bernie Trex the fourth. Where was Bernie Trex the first born? I don't even know the answer to that. I should know <laughs> that answer. I should know that answer. I do not know. I don't either. I was hoping you'd tell me. So, <laughs> where was not Bernie? Back to that one. How about Bernie the second or Bernie the third? Are they from California? Bernie the third was in PA, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, the second. I couldn't tell you that one either. All right. You have, to, you have to find out and get back to us. All righty. Send you home with a little homework assignment. <laughs> Making history on this show. I don't think we've ever given anybody a homework assignment before. And then number five, who did you pin in the quarterfinals of the 2018 Menlo College Open when you wrestled at 149 pounds? Oh, my gosh. Can I get a hint of what school? What school was it that I wrestled? I think he was unattached. Unattached. He was unattached. And, and Mark was Mark was thinking this was going to be easy. That's the funny thing about it. <laughs> he can Mark remember the match though. Do you remember the match? Quarterfinals, one forty nine, Menlo Open. There was two Menlo Opens, so I don't know if it was the first one or the second one. Well, oh gosh, I don't I don't know that one either. You know, do you know what like how you pin this person, or you can't even recall it? Was it a cradle? I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's I probably. He just looked up the score. 
Yeah. Yeah. All I know, I'm not his sure. name was Kalani Tangi. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bakersfield kid. Yes. Okay. Me and him had some good scrap. <laughs> See, now he knows who he is. Now How'd he you pin him? Yeah, was it yeah. a cradle? I think it was a cradle, yeah. Me, me and him wrestled like two or three times, and he's, he's a tough kid. He, he, he scraps hard. All right. What was that, three out of five? No, one out of five. Oh, dang. Okay. One out of five. I like that. that. It was that first That's one. Rough. Yeah. You, all right. You yeah, he, Mark, Mark thought it was going to just be <laughs> sunshine and rainbows, but it wasn't. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, well, Bernie, we're kind of down to the end of the line, but I want to give you the final word. It's been a, it's been a fun conversation. I've enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you. Oh, man, thank you for having me on here. Um, last thing I'd want to say is, like, thank you to Cal Poly Wrestling because without them, I don't know if I would still be wrestling. And if you're a recruit and you want to come to California, Cal Poly is the place to be. Thank you for having me on the show. All right, thank you, man. Have a great day, great day Bernie. You as well. Bye-bye. All right, see ya. All right, Kyle. I, man, blown away. Really, really interesting conversation with Bernie. This guy's awesome. Got a chance to interview him after he won Tiger Cell Invite, and I walked away saying this guy is awesome. So I was glad that you had him on the show and got it more in depth about his career. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, and just the the parallels from high school to college. You know, he's like, he's okay. All of a sudden, boom, he's pretty damn good. Um, and and I'm interested to see how you know he rolls through the season at 197. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. But that's gonna do it for today's show. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks.